Hi everyone, hey people, how are you guys doing? Hope you guys are good. It's just that and you need to hear popularly known as Jay, and you're welcome to the 12th episode of the first season of the Intentional Flow Podcast. <laughs> Alright, so if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, then you know this is a different setup. I don't know if you can tell, but this is definitely a different setup. Let's just say this is impromptu. I was too lazy to go and set up my original setup. So I said, you know what, let's just chill. I'm actually on my bed. I'm like, you know what, let's just chill and just have like this chit chat. Alright, so today's episode is quite different because I'm actually filming this on the day I am supposed to post this. I was going to go live, but I changed my mind and actually YouTube wasn't allowing me to go live. So apparently I had to notify YouTube 24 hours before going live that I wanted to go live. So I'm going to try it again another time. So you guys should watch out for it. So you guys will be able to talk and communicate in real time. She gets. So I'm going to basically be talking to people in my age group. But I'm also going to try to link it to people who are way older than I am as well because one of the topics I'm going to talk about, which is domestic violence, actually relates to people in the older generation. So in fact, three topics I'm going to talk about today relate to people in the older generation. So, so I'm going to be talking about domestic violence, I'm going to be talking about productivity, and I'm going to talk about consistency. Now, domestic violence is the major one and it's the one that is actually way more serious than the other two. The plan is to make sure that this video is very very short, concise and straight to the point. Alright, so let's start with domestic violence. So now, domestic violence is not a new topic in the sense that it's not the first time that people have been talking about it. But um, I don't even know where to start from. It's quite sad that as much as we've said something about it, people still daily die from it. Let me speak first and foremost to the single bringers. And when I mean single bringers, I'm not even just talking about people who haven't got into a relationship. A lot of people who are in a relationship. So far, you're not married. You're pretty much single bringer in the sense that you're feeling official documents. What they have here is single, married, divorced, separated. There's no in the middle. <laughs> so you're pretty much still single till you're married. So fight me where you want. That's your business. <laughs> That's not even the main issue. Um, on domestic violence, the first thing I want to say is there's no excuse for it. And you are way more special than you think. Now, a lot of people believe that the religious take on domestic violence is the fact that God hates divorce. So what that means is you have to stay in that abusive marriage till death comes to meet you there. God loves you so much. I mean, he gave up his only begotten son for you. God did not give up his only begotten son. He did not send his only begotten son to die for you so another human can kill you for him. As much as God hates divorce, and I feel like that God hates divorce is a message for single bringers like myself. Yes, God hates divorce. So as singles, we are the ones who can actually make a lot of difference. We are the ones who can actually choose right so as singles you're expected to look before you leave don't turn blind eyes to red signs or to the red signals anyhow you want to call it so you're in a relationship with this person and i'm not saying guy or lady yes statistically women are the ones who actually go through this more but i know there are actually guys who go through this and you all don't speak up 
and I understand that yes, yeah, society is not even kind. Even to women who speak up, society is not even kind to them. Not to talk of when a man speak up, but see, I want you to understand that in every situation, especially crucial and delicate situations like this, the first thing that should come to your head is yourself. Yes, this is that kind of situation where you are permitted to be selfish. Choose yourself. Pick you. What does that mean? Don't care about what the society is going to say. Don't care about what your family is going to say. Don't care about what any other person is going to say. Choose you. This is a situation where you are permitted to choose you. Like, choose yourself. Be selfish. And now I'm shouting and it's like, what's going on? It's because every time I hear of domestic violence or um, all of that, it just asks me. And one of my prayers that I pray that as much as I speak against this as much as i'm very very vocal about stuff like this i don't end up becoming a victim i don't end up finding myself in situations like this where i can't choose myself where i can't walk out i don't end up finding myself in situations like this where i become the victim of all i've spoken against like that is one of my earnest prayers to god honestly it's one reason why i see have someone who can look you in the face and tell you the truth someone who has your best interest at heart it could be your father it could be your mother it could be your spiritual parents it could be someone in your industry that you know is looking out for you and can sit you down and tell you the truth no matter how it hurts someone who has your best interest at heart yes it's actually very very because the thing about love is when love comes into the picture it's very easy for you to quote and unquote lose your senses so in situations like that you need someone who still has their right senses to put you through and draw you back when it seems you're about to enter into a pit do you understand and the only person that can do this is someone who is not in love with the same person as you do you understand so your mentor is not in love with your partner your parents are not in love with your partner do you understand what i mean you are the one who is in love so there are certain characteristics that your partner might portray that you might want to overlook why because you love the person but someone who is not in love with the person can actually see through this character and tell you that oh you know what babe you are ignoring this red sign sit down and check this thing out she understand you need people like that in your life you have the chance and the opportunity to choose right you have the chance and the opportunity to make the right decisions you have the chance and opportunity to take the right steps basically look before you leave so to avoid the situation of you want to get divorced you understand but then to the married people in case it gets to that point where you have to do it the bible also makes provision for it god loves you so much he did not send his son to die for you so another person can kill you for him no so god is actually interested in your life he loves your life way more than you think so he's not expecting you to stay in abusive relationships or marriages all in the name of he hates divorce no he's not expecting you to stay in abusive relationships and marriages all in the name of what the society is going to say the society is going to speak anyway see people of the world will speak anyway you live you don't live you stay you don't stay they will talk so you might as well just choose you in situations like that what's best for you and then okay there's that or you don't want to leave because of your children at the end of the day if this your partner kills you you are still going to leave your children in the hands of this person do you think about it like it's not better for you to take your children and leave and let society say what they want to say they say for a couple of weeks months years and you move on with your life you know you've chosen you you've chosen what's best for your children 
Do you understand? Instead of staying in that marriage because of your children, and if you're able to stay in that marriage because of your children, first off, it doesn't even pay your children in any way because I'm sure they would rather they have their mother or their father alive than have them dead. That's one. Two, are you training your child to believe and accept that domestic violence is okay? Because that's what you're doing by staying in that abusive marriage. You're training and teaching your child that it's okay to be abused by anybody. You're training and teaching your child that it's okay for them to abuse someone. Like you're training your male children that it's okay to abuse someone. It's okay to beat your wife, beat your girlfriend, beat your fiance. You get, you're training your daughters that it's okay to stay there. It's okay to accept any form of abuse. Is that really the kind of training and teaching you want to give your children? I hope not. So, in situations like domestic violence, my advice is always choose you. Even the Bible wants you to choose you. God wants you to choose you. God hates divorce, but He wants you alive. God hates divorce, but He has a plan and purpose for your life, which does not include you dying at the ends of anybody in the name of love. The only death that should happen is the death that has already happened, and that's the death of Jesus Christ dying for your sake. The long and short of this whole story is first off, when the Bible speaks about divorce, it's speaking particularly, peculiarly if there's a word like that to singles so you're expected to make the right decision before you get married a guy is abusing you and you see abuse is not just physical if you're with a guy that every single day of your relationship or maybe not every single day so you're in a relationship with a guy that every now and then or every day tells you he doesn't know why he got into a relationship with you in the first place guy pack your slippers and leave you are with someone who tells you you should be lucky to have him in your life. Baby girl, like PM will say, you are the price. The Bible says whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. Do you understand what that means? It means you are the price. It means you are the favor that he is meant to obtain from God. So any guy that cannot understand that or does not understand that and does not treat you like that is not worthy of you. It's not worthy to have you. Do you understand? So a guy that constantly makes you feel less of yourself, a guy that constantly breaks your ego with his words, is as good as gone. Like, leave. It doesn't have to be physical. And when it comes to physical, nobody just starts something in marriage. Everything you see that happens in marriage, they've been showing you the traits. It's just like a lot of us, because of love, we ignore these traits. Sometimes a guy that will beat you in marriage might not necessarily start beating you while you guys are dating. All he needs to do is threaten you. All he needs to do is raise shoulder. Like, I'm going to, do you understand? All he needs to do is eat the wall in your presence. Guy, that is literally your red side to run. Like, what other red side are you looking for? PM will say, a guy that eats the wall in your presence while you guys are dating. When he's angry, he can't control his anger. He has to eat something. The day when there's no wall, and unfortunately, you look like a wall, when you guys are having an argument, he's definitely going to beat you. So it doesn't have to beat you in a relationship. When he starts making moves that he's going to do that, my dear Ron, the love that God wants for you is not a love that is abusive. The love that God wants for you is love that is patient. The love that God wants for you is one that is kind. The love that God wants for you is one that is pure. The love that God wants for you is one that is caring. So if a guy is beating you, that's not care. He beats you today and then buy you gifts. No amount of gifts 
is what's your life. No relationship, no human being is what you're losing your life for. So he abuses you physically, he abuses you mentally, he abuses you psychologically, he abuses you in every area and then the next day he's coming to buy you gifts and you think that should actually reconcile everything he has done? No. Whatever a person does when they are angry says a lot about them. Whatever a person does when they're happy also says a lot about them. But don't just concentrate on what they do when they're in a good mood. It's good to do that. But don't ignore what they do when they are actually angry or when they are upset about things, when they are pissed off. What they do in moments like that is very significant to your life and to the life of your unborn children as a male or as a female. You're dating a woman and she's breaking TV when she's angry. She... I really hope that you start to choose yourself the way God wants you to choose yourself. God hates divorce, but God is not interested in your death, especially when it is at the end of a fellow human being. Someone who is supposed to love, care, protect, be patient with you, is the one who actually kills you. Like, God is not interested in that. He's not also interested in you staying in an abusive relationship. So the moment you notice it, my sister, the first thing you should do is leave. Yes, I know, there's that old people change. Let the person change without you in the picture. Here we say if a person loses his anger, does he have to find it on you? And that's the truth. They don't know how to control the anger. You feel like it's okay. A lot of people have gotten so used to abuse that they feel like it's normal. No, it's not. No form of abuse is normal. Not even the um, psychological one, not even the physical one, not even the mental one. Anyone that constantly puts you down with words is not in love with you. I don't know how you want to sugarcoat it. Everything you do is not good enough. Someone who's insecure, someone who doesn't want the best for you is not in love with you. There's no two ways about this things. You need to learn to love yourself enough, prioritize yourself enough, choose yourself enough, so leave situations that are not good for you all right so um i hope we learn to choose ourselves and i hope as religious bodies we learn to actually talk more about people in domestic relationships as much as we talk about divorce but it's divorce but god is not also interested in you dying in an abusive relationship so yes it's okay to leave as a single person it's okay to leave as a married couple it's okay to leave when it is threat to life, you need to leave. Pick, choose, choose you always, choose you first. The next topic I want to talk about is productivity. Alright, so I'm going to start with this definition of productivity that I found. Productivity is a philosophy of life, a state of mind. Being efficient means doing at every moment what we consciously choose to do and not what we feel we are doing, forced by circumstances. Productivity means adopting an attitude for continued improvement or continuous improvement, anyhow you want to call it. So basically, productivity is you choosing what you want to do that you know works for you. Everything I'm talking about today is related to self-love, choosing yourself first. Now when it comes to productivity, there's that old societal or there's that old ideology that to be productive, you need to get up at 6 a.m. as early as 5 a.m. and have this like workout plan. For a lot of people, productivity is waking up at 5 a.m., staying in traffic for two, three hours, getting to work by 8 a.m., doing your work, leaving work, go through traffic again, get home by 8, 9, and eat, sleep, 
and then continue the same routine over again. No, productivity doesn't have to be that. Productivity can also be you waking up at 9am, having your laid down plans for the day and taking your time to achieve each of them, retiring by 4pm, moving on to something else, giving yourself time to breathe, giving yourself time to rest, to take care of yourself, to think, to meditate, to read, yes. That's productivity. It doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be you waking up at 6 a.m. and going through, going to the gym and all of that. Yes, that's good. If it works for you, that's fine. But you don't have to follow the norm. You have to set what works for you and stick with it. If you are not a morning person, if you rather wake up by 9, then by all means wake up by 9. But make sure you have plans for the day and do your best to achieve each of them. Give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. So even when you wake up by 8 or you wake up by 9, you know that, okay, fine, you're still achieving certain things before the end of the day. And that's fine. Productivity doesn't necessarily have to involve things that choke you to death. No. Also, let me move on to consistency. It's the same thing with consistency. Consistency doesn't have to be you doing something the same way every day. No. Consistency is consistently showing up when you choose to show up consistently. It could be you doing something twice a week, three times a week, but you're consistent. So you know that every week, two times a week, you're supposed to do this. You know that every week, three times a week, you're supposed to do this. So setting smaller goals for yourself. Okay, fine. You want to get back to working out or you want to start working out. You don't have to go every day to the gym because you want to be consistent with it. No, you could start with going three times a week and try to stay consistent with it. For creators like myself, okay, fine, you want to do the whole 30 day real challenge. It doesn't have to be you doing or posting a reel every day. It could be you posting a reel every two days or every three days until it is 30 days. So if you post a reel twice in a week, it means you've done two reels for two days. That's two days of reels in a week. The next week you do that, that's four weeks. And that's four reels in two weeks. The next week you do that, that's six reels in three weeks. That's how it goes. Alright, so that's all I have for this episode. I don't know why my voice was like this, but I really hope you guys got something from this episode. And I really hope that we learn to choose ourselves more. I really hope that you get the courage and the strength to leave abusive relationships. Whether you're dating, whether you are in courtship, whether you're about to get married, whether you're in marriage. I really hope you get the strength and the courage to leave. I really hope you have people around you who encourage you to do what's right. I really hope you have and you surround yourself with people who encourage you to choose yourself first, who encourage you to do what's best for you, who can sit you down and tell you the truth, the truth that they know is best for you. That's all I have for you guys in this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And please, if you know someone who's going through an abusive relationship, keep encouraging them to leave. Keep giving them reasons why they should leave. And if you're in an abusive relationship, please speak up. Speak to someone about it. Don't internalize it. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of every good thing. No one has the right to eat you with words or with their hands. Please choose you always. Please choose you always. Please choose you always. Be selfish with yourself. See you in the next one. Bye.